I'm Denise Bailey. And I'm Dr. Monica Parker. And you're listening to My Parents Are Now My Kids, a medical doctor's view and daughter's journey through memory loss and other dementias. As a doctor, I'll help you navigate through the often confusing, confounding, and frustrating aspects of dementia. And as a daughter, I'll share with you some things I've experienced caring for and loving my parents who both struggled with these disorders. We want you to have hope and to see that there is light at the end of this tunnel. And we'll tell you that sometimes that light is coming straight at you and you just have to get out of the way. Let's get started. Okay, Dr. Monica, last time we were talking about me bringing my father to live with me and why I did what I did. And you talked about sentinel events. What's a sentinel event? A sentinel event is like like a major event, major thing that happens that gets your attention. Uh, An example can be somebody who has a car accident who had no problems driving a car and all of a sudden they're they're in a major car accident in a place where for no explainable reason or getting lost which gets to like what are some of the signs of brain dysfunction or dementia or alzheimers and um and that's an important distinction people don't always recognize when maybe they should get involved with what's going on with their folks can i ask you something I didn't have a sentinel event. I had a couple of small things, and I sort of jumped and brought my father to live with me. Um, He was, you know, getting, I say, harassed by people on the phone to purchase things that he didn't want. Uh, The phone was ringing, and he wasn't answering quickly enough, and that was enough for me. You know, that was just enough for me. I felt like being proactive. I didn't have a sentinel event. Did I jump too quickly? Not necessarily. I mean, different people take things differently. And as an only child, you probably felt things a little bit more keenly. More commonly, people see very subtle changes and they're not um, grand enough, let's say, to motivate closer inspection of what their parents are doing you know they're not going to regulate because at this stage most older most parents are living independently and they're controlling things they're taking care of things they're paying their bills they're feeding themselves they're keeping their houses clean now I said that most but some of the soft signs and in dementia care we're starting to look at soft signs that may indicate that somebody's not thinking well The bigger signs are, yeah, memory loss. People don't remember the names of people that they've known all their lives. Um, Sometimes they forget how to do things. One of the things they might forget how to do is cook. You know, uh, maybe uh, they they were excellent cooks and they're no longer able to put a meal together. You know, it's funny you say that because back in the day, people would call that senile. You know, there were there were people in your family that, oh, that older uncle or maybe your grandmother or aunt, they just would forget a few things. Um, and they said, oh, they're they're senile. So is that the same thing? 
Well, in dementia care, dementia is a broad category and there are several different types of things. We no longer use the word senility or organic brain syndrome. Now we group things under the term what we call neurocognitive disorders, which are a spectrum of disorders. And they have similar symptoms, but they're not all caused by the same thing. So being old is not something that means that your brain's not going to work anymore. Your brain should work for as long as you need it. And having your brain work means that it allows you to live independently. You can still take care of yourself. You have the ability to reason, which your father was kind of losing because he wasn't being able to sort out the fact that he was being scammed. Um, That's one thing. So his ability to reason, that's something that your brain helps you do. But your brain helps you do other things. So other symptoms, aside from memory loss, and not understanding, not comprehending things. Um, Things like visual changes. People don't see things. They don't interpret things well. Uh, People can't process information. Getting confused. They can't process information. So when you say they don't see things well, do you mean physically they don't see things well? or It can be a combination of both. You know, you have a visual cortex. When your brain works well, your brain interprets what you're seeing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people, for example, um, don't see well, so they might back into the post in the back of the yard, but they don't recognize that they've hit the post in the back of the yard. So you come outside and you see a dent on the side of the car, and it's like, hmm, where'd that come from? That kind of thing. Uh, Other things that are keys to people might have maybe having a problem or they're not able to manage their finances. Maybe their utilities are cut off or their phone bill's not paid. Maybe they're wearing the same clothes over and over again and the clothes that they're wearing are now soiled, but they don't recognize that the clothes are soiled and they'll argue with you about taking those dirty clothes off or even argue with you about taking a regular bath and washing your face. If someone sees that... um what should they do? I mean, they have that loved one who won't bathe like they used to or won't, you know, keep themselves up or, you know, backs into a post. Those are some that, early signs. Yeah, those are some early signs. That indicates that those people need a little closer supervision. And if you start observing a little bit more closely and start trying to take, trying to assist them with things that you see they're having difficulty with. If I'm having trouble paying my bills, okay, try to determine why are we having trouble. So what are some of the other early signs that we should look for? Aside from memory loss and aside from the ability, inability, let's say, to process things. Um, and remember things. Uh, Look at problems with gait, like sometimes people who are older have trouble with their balance, and it's not always because they're taking the wrong medicines. You know, as your brain, your cerebellum shrinks, you may start to have trouble with your balance. Other things, um, besides the clothing and the other stuff that we talked about, mood changes. Some older people, uh, early soft signs of dementia have been known to be apathy or depression. Some, it's like, well, what is apathy and what is depression? You know, feeling sad all the time or social isolation, people who suddenly withdraw from activities. We have people who went to church for years and years and years and were very active and then all of a sudden stopped going. That's interesting that you should mention that because when I brought my dad to live with me, 
I really wanted him to get ingrained in his new surroundings. So I, you know, found him a church home, which he was happy about. I got him in touch with, he was in a fraternity, got him, you know, connected with that. And that seemed to bring him joy. And I tried to, you know, get him involved in, um, you know, uh, senior center He went every day, and that really helped him. I think that one of the things that you brought up, you said sorority. uh, Sorority, you said fraternity. He, you found a church for your father to go to, and you found a, you know, reacquainted him with his fraternity brothers. One of the things that older adults do um, as they start uh, losing cognition is they do withdraw from social activities. So maybe having a conversation with their neighbors or their sorority fraternity members or church members and say, you know, Mrs. Brown is always in this with you, you know, talk to Mrs. Brown and see if she's noticed anything. Because as the caregiver or the child, excuse me, the child who lives away from their relatives, they're not going to notice subtle things. They're going to notice some stuff, but they're not going to, they're not going to miss things. And it's usually those church members or sorority members, those people who deal with them on a daily basis, who start to know things that are different. In small towns, it may be a bank teller who's used to seeing somebody who recognizes that your mother or your father has been to the bank several times in the last week. Their spending patterns have changed. Financial habits change, personality changes. Um, So as a distant, a relative who lives away from the person who seems to be having the problem, you have to start getting some information from other people with whom they interact. And it may be, well, you know, let me go see, let me just call my mother's doctor to see. And you might find out from the doctor that, well, you know, your mother has made several appointments, but she's not kept any of them. So that's, you know, really uh, personifies it takes a village. You've got to you know, keep in touch with just the everyday people that your loved one comes in contact with to see if there are any changes because you can't be there all the time. And, you know, they may not know, you know, what's happening to them or may be ashamed of what's happening to them or may be private about what's happening to them and they don't want to talk about it. A lot of times families notice things when they've come together for a large gathering, whether it's a family reunion, Thanksgiving, Christmas, something, some kind of family event. And it may be at that time that family members or friends may be present and can tell you that there's something that somebody needs to look into. Uh, In our practice, a lot of times it was neighbors that brought people into the doctor's office to try to see, and then they would tell you, well, I'm not responsible for Mrs. Jones, but I know where her daughter is, and you might want to talk to her daughter. So gatherings and holiday times and can be sort of a barometer of, you know, watching this person like last year this time they weren't doing this they weren't acting like this or something even more simple more basic maybe you've noticed for example that the refrigerator has no food or the food (laughs) that's in the refrigerator is spoiled and not something that you would want to eat maybe you've noticed that the person that we're focusing on has lost a lot of weight It's like, so why are they losing weight? Are they sick? What's going on? A lot of people who develop um, symptoms of dementia forget that they're hungry, so they don't eat. Or 
they may have forgotten how to operate their stove or their microwave. So those are other things. So aside from memory, um, behavioral changes, weight loss, um, change in social habits, not attending church, not attending um, prayer circle, social sorority, fraternity meetings, um, golfers. I had a patient who was a golfer, and he loved to golf. And he told me, he said, I like to golf, but you know what? I think I've forgotten how to play golf. I don't go golfing anymore. That's a big difference. Mm-hmm. So we just, what we've, you know, learned is that we have to be observant. We have to be in touch with people who are in touch with our loved one and uh, just be aware of different changes. So try to be aware. But for somebody who lives in a different state, it's kind of hard to do, especially if you're a busy person. Now, you're, you're an only daughter, and you lived five, four to five hours away from your parents. So you're not going to pick up on everything. But some of the things that you did pick up were probably good for you, but might not be that easy for somebody else. So right. have, most of our families have siblings, um, children who live in the same city with them, and maybe the parent doesn't get along with that child and <laughs> hasn't talked to that child. Right. Or maybe that child recognizes that there's something wrong, but it's easier for him or her to manipulate mommy into paying a bill or signing, co-signing a loan. And you, these, uh, you, you'll pick up on things. But I think that A rule of thumb for me is when somebody gets to be 80, even though it looks like, let's say, they're doing well, let's look a little closer and maybe make it a point to visit with them for no reason other than to just be there and just observe some things and then have a conversation about how to manage things. And if you're not there, lean on others to watch your loved one. So when you're a relative who lives out of town or away from your loved ones, you need to take an interest, a little stronger interest. And if you physically can't be there, you need to look at other people. Right. You have to uh, rely on people who come in contact with your loved one on a day-to-day basis or an occasional basis because it takes a village. 